0: facing a lot of different obstacles, facing a lot of different enemies and some of those are subtle and some of those are in your face obvious um, and with Tyron talk, talking, uh, he and I talking about some of these things, um, just wanted to kind of uh, see if you would just expand on some of the things that we've discussed mm. and some of these enemies that we're facing just yeah. in such an unprecedented time that we've had. Yeah. yeah,
1: well thank you, great opportunity, I appreciate you Mark just giving me some time and Allowing us to connect in your facility. We are doing this. There's only a few of us here. We're sticking to the law. We're doing this right. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I think uh, certainly I'm not expert in, in, in these things. But obviously I'm connected to a lot of the guys around the yeah. world. And just hearing and seeing and obviously spending a lot of time just praying through this and wanting to hear God in it. And I think, yeah, geez, we've never been in a time like this before. I'm sure we're all saying that. We're facing that. Uh, you know, most of the times when there's been a shutdown or something that's been in a region... Uh, or maybe one country, but this is the whole world, literally. Yeah. And because we're working into the world, again, we're kind of well aware that this is affecting a lot of people. Um, and it's crazy, it really is. Um, yeah. we, we kind of, I certainly don't understand it all, never claim to, and those who do, well, I think they're missing some of what is happening. But in saying that, we clearly know God's in absolute control. And I think we're seeing the strengthening of local churches, you know, um, Maybe a good that's come out of this is that know, I've never met a pastor or a leader who doesn't claim that you know their main gathering is not the main thing, it's all these other things and suddenly the whole world almost on the same day, the whole world church world globally was shut down from having their main thing, yeah, their gathering. Right. And we all realize actually it was has been probably about the main gathering. And so again, not that the main gatherings are bad, but if that's all we have the reality is what do we have at the end of the day. And I think this has kind of forced us all as leaders and pastors and as the church globally to, to reassess some of what we're doing. And also realize what is it about, what, what matters. And I in no way believe that God's not about us gathering together. It's very clear in scripture we are called together. But if we make the main gathering or our gatherings the focus, I think God's allowing this time for us to strengthen some of those other ministries, some of the other areas in the church That are as important in God's economy to what it is we've been called to.
0: So, Uh, yeah,
1: so I think, you know, we're all finding our way in this. I think to watch everybody going online is a lot of fun. (laughs) Some guys are doing really well, some are finding their way. We all are. Uh, But, you know, it seems like those who were never wanting to be tele evangelists, or suddenly everybody's a tele evangelist (laughs) right right. now. Um, (laughs) I think some of the good, though, I mean, Mark, and you would have sensed that too, is we're getting the gospel out there, you know, where many people today who are not interested in coming to a gathering or even interested in hearing, or they got such bad uh, or wrong expectations or mindsets about the church or had bad experiences, who are now kind of accessing all the stuff that's online. We're all forced to put out what we believe and preach. And, and now we've got all these people watching around the world and people who, as we say, wouldn't come to our buildings for a meeting or to hear, are listening And are getting saved because this gospel is not locked down. Right. This gospel is going out. So it's almost like forced us all to put it out there and be a lot more public about what we believe. And testimonies all over. Even you've got those testimonies of just how many people are listening in and uh, hearing the good news of Jesus Christ.
0: Absolutely. And I feel like um, I'm seeing more than ever people going back to foundational truths. And so a lot of the fluff yeah. is kind of you know, hitting the wayside, right. um, which, is, which is incredible. I'm sure that's...
1: That's the good thing about yeah. this, right? It gets us to not question ourselves. And if you're questioning yourself, I think you're in serious trouble. Also, not to question our calling. Yeah. That's not up for, for, for grabs here. Yeah. Or even to question the mandate. I think it's a good thing for us though, to question the what we're doing and, or the why we do and the how we do. And again, like you said, a lot that's of good. the preaching... I, mean, I just put a kind of preach together for one of the countries. that asked me to do that for their leaders, for the pastors in a in a in a nation. And I just thought, imagine if you were never able to open up again your building, what would remain? And that was kind of my title of my message: what remains? And I do believe we are going to open up again. And I do believe we. Are, I don't know if it'll always be like it was. Certainly in our gatherings, but I do believe we're going to get together again. But what will remain if we were not able to? That's a good question to ask. And if we just if we look at what remains, if it's not what should remain, then now's the time to adjust it. Not when we come out of this. Now. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of guys are learning. A lot of the stuff we've preached over the years, you go back and you just think, what was the point of that? Our hearts were no doubt good, hopefully good, but, but the stuff we preached was so irrelevant when it comes to these times of what really matters. And I think that's what's helping us get back to foundational stuff. Yeah. Real truth that matters. Stuff that lasts um, and I think there's a lot of good that's coming out of us. So that's some of the good. Um, also, I think, you know, Mark, as you know, and everybody's quite in that whole Joshua 3, never been this way before, which is a great text. And yeah, I guess it's a go-to when we don't know what we're doing. But the difference I think we've got to be reminded of is what Israel was doing when they crossed the Jordan and going into the Promised Land. While they had never been this way before, God was revealing things to them, which is, is helpful. The, the, what we're involved in right now is that while we've never been this way before, the difference is, I'm convinced we know what we're called to do. Uh, if I can say that, it's not an that We know what we're doing. Although we've never been this way before, we know what we're doing. Yeah. And it's not we know, it's just nothing's changed in the mandate God's given us. It hasn't changed. It shouldn't right. change. And so kind of, we're finding new ways and fresh ways, and that's a good thing. But with the what we've been called to, I don't believe has changed and shouldn't change. And so we shouldn't get those two mixed. When we get them Mixed. Don't know what we call to or why we... I think when we got questioning everything, we're in trouble. We, we know what. That's set, separate. Now, the, what, the how, I think that's the ways are good to be changing. And so this online stuff is, is helpful. I don't believe it can ever replace connecting and really meeting together. It should never. But I do think even coming out of this, if we are able to meet again together into the future, we should not do away with this forum because God's showing us things. And it's a great way of getting people to understand and hear the gospel and and we can be far more effective my traveling and all that you know i'm on the road so much what i'm realizing out of this is actually i don't have to be on the road as much it can't replace because there is something about being there and i still believe a lot of what we do is caught not taught and i don't know i I, I struggle to believe you can catch everything through a through a lens or through a camera you've got to be there to kind of uh, receive in a sense but in saying that we can be far more effective and not have to be everywhere all the time And so I'm seeing some of those good things in it. But again, I'm frustrated and desperate to get out and get amongst the people God's called us to. But maybe, maybe those are some of the good things. But, um, you know, this coronavirus, COVID-19, our president here in the U.S. has been calling it this. We're in a war against an unseen enemy. And uh, I think that's true. We can't yeah. see this thing. And people are catching this disease. And I know in some countries... It's not that bad, like people aren't really getting sick, but in our country, we've had a lot of people. I still think it's a little overblown from my perspective, but there are a lot of guys catching it, and obviously people dying, and uh, the scary thing is you can't see it. You don't know where it is, and so it's been called this unseen enemy or unseen challenge or whatever, and I've been thinking about that and saying, you know what, there's some dangers, there's some unseen enemies, yeah. even for us as the church right now, especially in regard to leadership. Uh, because I'm still convinced governance is the key to everything we do in the local church. I really do. I know God's in control. I know we need the priesthood, and what a time for the priesthood who who have stepped up and now are stepping up because they have to because we can't do everything. Yeah. But I still think governance is a major issue for the future of the church. And, and I think there's some subtle things, unseen enemies that have crept in from some of the observation and listening to people around us and people around the world and some of the things pastors are working through and facing. But also, just to, through some prayer and asking God. And, and so, maybe we could just talk a little bit about some of those unseen. But maybe, yeah, I mean, again, and they're not, it's not an exhaustive list, but it's, it's just, again, governance, how we govern and how we're thinking. And local churches being led properly and le- led well in and through the season. Not so we come out of it, so we come into what God has for us when we come out of it. Where well, I think a lot of guys, unfortunately, are waiting to come out of this to get back to what God's called us to. I don't know if, how we're going to come out and what it's going to look like. But if we're waiting, I think that's bad governance. That's an enemy yeah. that, in a sense, is subtle and is something we slipped into rather than something we planned for. And that's why I think they're subtle things. So number one, one of the things I think uh, that's really uh, an unseen enemy that is destroying, I think, a lot of our future as a church today would be this thing of, pre- of the present. And what I mean by that is we're not leading with the future in mind. Um, I think, uh, I've said this, we, we should not let the upkeep of our church right now distract us from advancing the, the, God, the kingdom of God. I think the upkeep, we're so busy, all of us, and I'm sure, and I understand, pastors are real busy doing all this recording and kind of doing all these meetings to connect with their people and make sure everyone's connected and that that at the end of the day, the upkeep, we're so busy keeping the church going, which is necessary, I understand, but maybe we become so focused on that we've distracted from actually the mandate of heaven which yeah. is to advance the kingdom of god and mm-hmm. so it's a subtle thing and i'm not saying we should stop keeping the upkeep but the upkeep's not the focus in the season if we're allowing the present to determine the future then i think we're in serious trouble we we've got to keep on asking the question how are we leading people through this are we focusing on what where we're going rather than what we're stuck in right now and uh, I'm sure you can sense that too. We're all busy. I'm not saying right. don't be busy. But are you, are you keeping your church going or are you advancing uh, the kingdom? Right. And I think those are good questions. You know, our job is to build into people, not just to look after people, not spoon feed them, uh, not just help them get through this. We're building into people so we can be strengthened now. Discipling should be taking place. I think even in this lockdown even if we're coming out of it soon, and even what that looks like. But a lot of people are, you know, I chat to pastors all the time, and they're like, yeah, well, we're having our kind of main gathering where we're videoing or recording or going live, and we know a lot of people are watching, and I'm like, that's great. Then they're saying, we're also trying to pray together, which is awesome, watching everyone pray on Zoom and that, which I think is great. seems like prayers come back, where it was missing. Now suddenly we realize, actually, we do need God. I agree. Which is tragic that... these things bring us back to realizing that let's not forget that we need to praise the church, which is great. But And then other guys are saying, so we're having a, kind of our main gathering where we record and put it out there. Um, we're having our, our prayer meetings, which is great. And then we are having like our staff or our team meetings or our leaders meetings. And, and, and kind of that's it. And, and to me, that's good. But that's upkeep. There's no advancing. Somewhere we should be looking at how we can, even with Zoom and all these other kind of uh, social media kind of things we've been given to be able to use tools to actually disciple people, to to raise up leaders, to to look in our local church and say who are our future leaders or our potential elders. We should be training them now. Yeah. Uh, while in lockdown. People have time right now, they're stuck at home, they're watching Netflix and wasting their time. and they're not watching your stuff, they're watching someone else's. What a time to say, hey you're at home, let's on a regular basis, on a weekly basis, get 10 of us and Sit on Zoom and let's invest in each other, like disciple each other. Be creative in this time because we're not allowing the present to determine our future. We're leading with a future in mind even in the present. So I think it's, it's just being creative in those ways. Deacons and church planters and whatever else we, we feel like we should be coming out of with, we should not brave those people through. We should invest in them and disciple them. And I think that's somewhat of what it means, I think, to, to, to lead with a future in mind. And that's what it means to be a prophetic people. Right. We keep saying, see the future, prepare for the future, and become it. And I think it's a subtle thing that we're just waiting to come out of this. Right. When we get out of it, we'll get back to the mandate.
0: And I'm like, there's a mandate that hasn't changed.
1: And we're going to just have to get creative in this. You know, So
0: So, a question for you. Yes. I think one of the things that one of the enemies we're facing is, um, it 'd be real easy for a lot of people to see this as a vacation right or this absolutely. as a much needed reprieve or rest right. instead of saying this is an opportunity right. for the church to gain ground absolutely and to, to represent Christ in a right. way that will be remembered when this um, pandemic is gone absolutely um, so what are some of the practical ways you think that okay so maybe we 've had a couple of weeks of of rest yeah. um, but now we need to we, we need to lay hold yeah. of this opportunity right. and not miss this opportunity yeah um, we don't want to have regret at the end of this that we didn't right. grab a hold of what god was doing yeah sure. so what do
1: you uh... again I, i'm not an expert in any of this i think but it is a time like you say i don't think in history we'll i mean i'm hoping we don't have another well i love the opportunity but i'm hoping we don't have the crisis right that we've had but i think if we look back it would be tragic to think too we should have we could have I think we should look at what we wish we if, we, if we had the opportunity to look back, what would we, what would we wish we gave ourselves to? Yeah. Well, we need to start doing that today. Right. Like, not, because this time is coming when things will lift again, and right. then we're going to go, oh, we wasted our moments. I mean, again, I, I realize that many guys who are blessed to have their family at home, if they do live with their family, it's a great opportunity to invest in your family, honestly, yeah. and not just be a good dad, That's or good. actually see, as this is discipling your sons and your daughters and and getting involved in their world and raising them up and praying together and having meetings together. We're doing that in our house. I can't get on the road and that, so we're having that in our house. And I'm getting my my sons to preach and lead worship, and we're praying together. And not trying to make it all spiritual. Also enjoying just hanging out, but utilising our time rather than just watching movies right. or or kind of be busy because I am working from home, although I'm not getting a real salary from it, but I this, what I've been called to hasn't stopped. Just I can't be on the road, so I've got to be a little more effective in how I go about it. But I think those are the things. Digging our wells. I mean, what a time to dig your wells and to yeah. fill yourself with what matters. Again, that's why I think you've got to be careful what you're watching, what you're reading. Don't just read books. Read stuff that's going to... Read the Word. I mean, how hard is that? But it's that's what we should be filling out. Preparing sermons. Asking God to speak. Building our marriages. Working on our marriages. Being creative in those kind of things. And, and uh, also getting some revelation for where we're called to. What we're called to. So when we come out of this, we're not going to find what God's on about. I mean, one of the prophetic words that came is that we say uh, we say chaos. God says convergence. I'm bringing Good. things together. And uh, his, his warning was, make sure you're watching what I'm doing in this time. And I think that's probably, for me, in downtime is taking my eyes off what I'm doing, even if it's good stuff, God's stuff, mm. looking at what God's doing and saying, ah, we, we perhaps have made it about what we're doing, we need to get back. So I think it's a good time to ask God what He's doing, to, to go where God's going and to look at it. So we make sure we get in things. It's a good time to adjust some of the stuff that we've been given our lives to, realizing actually what's the point of it, not, not to question who we are, but we've waited. seasons change, yeah. and with change of seasons, some things are over. And I I just think this is a good time for us to get rid of some of the over things so we can be far more effective. And I think, I mean, again, there's an exhaustive list around that. I'm certainly not the hero in that. But but I think there's some of the things I'm trying to do, and I'm hearing other guys being more connected rather than just presuming and praying, actually being intentional about relationships and pressing into people that I've longed. To do that, now I've got the time to do that, to just reach out and find out how they're doing. Yeah. Um, I guess just being more involved in what we call to rather than hoping it's getting done. I think those are some of the things that we can give ourselves to now and look back and say, actually, those were worthwhile things, you know, and yeah. uh, I'm sure there are many others, you know. But, but again, my, my, the point is the enemy, the silent enemy is we allowing the present to determine the future. Yeah. And I want to simply say we need to allow the future to determine the present, what we've given ourselves to. And I think too many guys are just waiting yeah. for us to get out of this. And I think that's passive, which is another one. Um, I think that's another one, being passive. Absolutely. And another enemy. And it's hard to believe we could be passive in a down A time like this. I mean, when this first hit, people went ballistic on praying, God help us and God. But you know, the longer we're in lockdown, and I don't know about your country, but our country, they keep extending this right. lockdown. Yeah. And again, they're doing their best. I get that. But it's just like, ah, well, now we're just in this rut. We're now in a rut where it's like this is it. And we become passive, you know. We we're back We it. We saying when we get out of this, then we'll get back to things. And again, I want to say this carefully, but I do believe we went into this time mostly within our ranks around the world. And again, not everyone doing really well, but God was doing radical things. And it's like we went into it with God doing stuff. In other words, we didn't go into this to, to, to get spiritually pregnant. It's almost like we went into this lockdown pregnant hmm. with a lot of stuff God was doing. And now it's like the birthing in this lockdown, not the getting pregnant. I hope that makes sense. And again, I'm not talking physically, although if that's you, that's great. But uh, for me... You know, a lot of these times, lockdown, that's where we get pregnant, and we come out and then we birth babies. Babies have been birthed in ministry, spiritual stuff God's doing. That's the point I'm trying to make. And I, I think that's what's happening now. So we need to be aware of that. Don't be passive. But ministries and birthing and babies and stuff God was on about, is on about, have been birthed in this lockdown. That, that we need to now nurture this well for the future. Be front-footed in protecting what God's doing. Rather than, again, being back-footed, maybe one day when we come out of this, ah, we'll get back to the things. But right now, we're just going to make it about our time. It's not a our time, it's a God time.
0: Yeah.
1: And so I think being passive, back-footed, just holding on and hoping, um, which again, is another point, is another enemy. And again, Mark, we feel free to interject, but another enemy is being pragmatic. And uh, I think this is probably the big one because a lot of guys, again, if we're coming back to social media, and this kind of online church and online stuff and we're learning from everyone else which is good we must be teachable but unfortunately when you learn from others and you are pragmatic about your approach or the future or what god's called you to do you don't really have conviction you end up doing what everyone else is doing Hmm. or you do away with the stuff god's called you to do to embrace what others are saying and and i think we've got to have a teachable heart and an open heart right now and learn some of the practicalities but we better be careful Um, That we're not just embracing everyone and everything and trying to just do what everyone else is doing. Or even be careful, we're not trying to outdo each other to have a better performance than the church down the road so no one comes back to us. Because right there, we begin to actually discredit who God's called us to be and become fake. And the only reason that happens is because we're pragmatic. We haven't been convinced by what we've been called to. We can't approach the future pragmatically. We can't approach... The call of God pragmatically, and can I say you can't even approach God pragmatically? Yeah. You've got to have conviction and and hearing God. I mean, I I I still think I know it's old school, but there's no better way than hearing God and doing what He says. People said to me, "Tyrant, what do you think we should be doing?" And I I, I'm happy to give some practicals, but my thing is, hear God and do what He says. Yeah. Mary said to to those guys, the disciples, when they at the wedding in John chapter two, they ran out of wine. And Mary just said to the disciples, do whatever He tells you to. Right. And I, I think that's what we need to do. But here's the thing. Many are hearing what others have been told to do, and I'm trying to do it. And uh, so I just think, again, please be all of us should be teachable. I'm learning a whole lot of stuff about this multimedia stuff that we were totally unaware of. Yeah. But I can't allow the voices of what that means to determine the call of God for us. Otherwise, we're we kind of we're selling out. You know? And there's a little psalm or not a little psalm, a little verse in Psalm 32 verse 8 that says this, The Lord will guide you and will instruct you and watch you with His eye. And I think that's what we've got to be doing. He's going to God and saying, Okay, Lord, I want to learn all this and that, but I need you to guide me, guide us, because as leaders in the local church, there's ramifications for our decisions. And if we're just pragmatically approaching it, we're going to miss what God has for us. So my opinion is we go back to God and say, God, would you guide us? Would you instruct us? Show us the way to go? But also... Would you watch over us with your eye? There's something that is divine about that, but also very, uh, it's an individual thing. So even guys now say, Tyron, we should be doing this. And and listen, I'm all ears. I want to hear. But I also know if I'm not convinced what we're called to do as a team or NCMI or as a leader, I think we'll end up doing everything everyone else wants at this stage and coming out of this an absolute mess and disaster because we haven't stuck to what God's called us to do. So I think it's that pragmatic thing. We're not convinced. We've lost the the divine revelation of what we do. And this is not our thing, it's a God thing. And so I think pragmatic approach is a dangerous thing that's probably kicked in. If we're living on borrowed truth, Mark, if we're borrowing truth from others and not living with our own revelation, then I think we lead by observation and not by hearing God. And that's that's a pragmatic approach
0: because we're just observing things
1: rather than hearing God. And I think that's very dangerous.
0: In discussing the last two difficulties or enemies or things that we're facing, you've, you've had a similar answer in the fact. And I don't want us to miss this. You referenced um, digging new wells, wells and then hearing from God. Right. Um, and I think one of the things, one of the temptations or obstacles we face right now is busying ourselves right. with keeping up with with what other churches are doing right. and neglecting that time with the Lord, because yes. we're so busy trying to respond and, and manage this situation, yeah. when the Lord's like, you can do that, but not until after you've spent time with exactly. me, because I've got some thoughts exactly. on the matter, if right. you listen.
1: Yeah, it's almost like we had to go through some of this for God to remind us, my thing, come back to me. Absolutely. And I think that's, again, what a tragedy if we miss it, or if, when we come out of this, we just go back to what was, and that's what, I, this thing of yeah. pragmatic approach, And you know? I don't pragmatically say we're going to get back to that. What are you saying, God, and what are we called to do, and how do we stay the course in this? You know, which, again, like another one, this is probably also a big one for all of us if we're honest. And No one wants to talk about it, but I, I think people-pleasing right now is a big thing um, in, in, as, a, as an enemy or a silent enemy or unseen enemy. And what I mean by that is because we're desperate and we want to lead God's people well, we certainly want to keep them connected <laughs> So we're doing our best to reach out to them and please them and keep them happy, perhaps keep them connected. That we're overplaying who we are. And the downside is if we overplay that and we work so hard at that, when we come out of this, we're not going to be able to keep doing that. Hmm. Um, I'm not saying don't connect with our people, but what I am saying is don't spoon feed them and overfeed them and overconnect. That's good. Because we're trying to keep them going, that when we come out of this, they're going to expect that of us when they should be getting that from God, right. and we should be pointing them to to God. And I, I've watched, you know, we try and we've made the stay home church so comfortable, and I understand it because right. it's a season. But if we, if we make it so comfortable, good luck getting people coming back. You know, right. when right. one day church is open for business again, and ah, we don't want it. We'll just watch online, you right. know. And and so I'm not saying make it difficult, but don't overemphasize the now season and try and please people, and keep them connected, and check in on them daily, and feed them daily, and guys are putting stuff up every minute of every day to try and keep them engaged, and I mean even spoon feeding people who don't need to be spoon fed, we should be pointing them to God, staying connected, getting them to reach out to us when they need, but just I think it's, no one would say it, but I think it's becoming a people pleasing culture in this lockdown, which is an unseen enemy, that at the end of the day, when we get back to reality and back to the mandate, we're going to lose people anyway. So my thing is, this pulled build not, not, not away from people, but pull towards God, and not be available for everyone's needs all the time. Right. You, you, you hear, I hope you're hearing what I'm saying you pastors and leaders. Of course we must connect and reach out to our people. But I think there's, people pleasing has become kind of the way to keep our people That we're so worried about losing. I understand yeah. it, But, it's a subtle thing because you can't live up to that, and Yeah, I think Jesus Christ is omnipotent and omniscient and all the things people want us to be. So just point them to Him, you know?
0: Well, it it does tie into fear. It does. You know, if I've got to put a certain product out there. Right. um, Otherwise, I will lose them when when things return to a new normal. And we need to do our best. Yeah. But we
1: also don't look what everyone else does, and say we should outdo them. And then we—it's a competition. It's yeah, not, agreed. you know. The thing I keep saying, Mark, is what we win people with is what we win people to. And so even these people getting saved online, which is so cool to hear. And, but be careful—it's not some kind of fake show that's not a real thing. Because what you're winning them with is what you're winning them to. Mm. And we want to win them with the gospel of the kingdom yeah. around the king. Mm. Rather than a great slick presentation, and this is what you're part of. So, So I think that's again thinking long term. And I love what A.W. Tozer said this. He said, The church that cannot worship must be entertained. Mm. And uh, that's probably what's happening now. If we haven't taught people or we're not focusing on worship, true, authentic, then we're entertaining the church through this social media stuff. And to me, it's people pleasing. And when we get back to true worship, we're going to lose people if we haven't. Got them. We're not trying to entertain people in a season. We're right. trying to get them battle ready and worshiping God and strong in themselves and strong in Him and going to Him for themselves so we can function in what God has. You know? yeah, that's and, a good uh, point. I also think, you know, Mark, if we're not seeking the glory of God as leaders, then we're looking on the, depending on the affirmation of people. Mm. And that's something of people pleasing. Affirm yeah. me for what we're doing rather than I'm seeking the glory of God. What is it that God wants? You yeah. know? We've often said that leadership is not to keep people happy. To keep people moving, which makes people unhappy. So actually, we're not trying to make people unhappy. We just want to stick to the plan God's called us. So I think it's just another one. Just a few more, and then we can kind of land this thing. Probably the biggest one I'm facing, and I'm sure you and most visionaries are, is impatience. We desperate. Come on now, how long? And when's this going to end? And when can we just get back to what we want to do? And come on, when can I get on the road? And when can we gather? And, and, And I think... Uh, impatience is a subtle thing because we like to think it's a God thing that He's given us to have this righteous indignation rise up. But actually, it's often our frustration of our flesh just wanting things to happen. Right. And so I think the best remedy, if I can be honest, is actually prayer. <laughs> um, I find myself often frustrated in this season. I, Come on, Lord. And I feel like, what are we doing? And, and then I've gone back to God. I'm not praying for breakthrough and praying for coronavirus to go. Just praying yeah. and connecting with God. And I think that's what prayer does. You know, good. Prayer actually puts us back on the timetable of God. It gets us back in partnership with God. And what are you doing in this season, God? Not God, I need you to do this. No, no, God, what are you doing? And, and even getting back to the timetable of God, which is so vital, guys. If God allowed this, then there's a reason in it. And I'm sure we've got to be praying our way through this and praying against the virus and but in it we're saying god what's your timetable what are you doing what do you want me to learn why are we kind of facing some of these things not at a question of desperation but learning from god partnering with god um so we can be more effective in the season so i said going back to god you know this there's three answers from god when we pray number one is no Number two is yes, and those two are no-brainers. When he, you pray and he says no, okay, you know. Right. When you pray and he says yes, well, then you know. But there's a third, wait.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's probably the yeah. most difficult. Not yet. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, okay, no and yes, I get, but wait. Yeah. And that's what this thing is about, going back to God. We're forced to move on His timetable, get back to Him. And I think we find our frustrations less fleshy and more what God's doing and actually finding, okay, I see that. I'm not kind of hanging back. I'm still going to, as we said earlier, I'm not being passive, but I'm back on your timetable. Because impatience, we can frustrate things. We can, we can give off our frustrations to people who never had them. Now they've got them. And I think impatience is probably a thing we like to think is godly, but it's actually not yeah. if we go back to God's timing and understanding. And so we, we need to get His perspective. When you pray, you get the perspective of God. We go back to Him and we see things from His, but it opens our spiritual eyes positions us and aligns our hearts with His which I think is awesome It also helps us proceed understand how to go forward rather than we're just going to kick every door down. You know, As we said prayer engages God it enables God's people but it also extends and enlarges His kingdom. And that's why I think prayer is so key for this thing and so the subtle enemy in this the unseen enemy is impatience but actually go back to God and say okay Lord what are you saying? Just a couple more pursuing the wrong things which I think we've talked about a little and these do but I think we we, we've cleaned out things. I think some of the prophetic words that have come, the convergence is God's wanting us to get away and do away with some of the stuff perhaps that we've made the focus. Like you said earlier about prayer, the stuff we're preaching and right. the foundational stuff getting back to that. But I also think that's good and we start like that. But then even in downtown, like this, lockdown, we begin to pursue the wrong things. Uh, we can now be pursuing how good are we going to be on cameras and how good and right. and again, they're real things. That, you know, I, I've also realized that the devil desires to destroy us, but he's only been given the power to distract us. That's good. So the reality is, how does he destroy us? By distracting us. And I think that's why, if we're unaware of that, and we're pursuing the wrong things, or we're pursuing what others are telling us to, or pursuing what others are saying, um, you know, one another prophetic word that's come. That, again, uh, if you've heard me say this, forgive me. But I, I, I'm not a. I love the story of Noah, and I love what Noah did because without Noah doing what he did. None of us would exist today. Mm-hmm. But I haven't preached on Noah a whole lot. I must say, maybe in the 24 years of ministry, probably four or five times. But recently, I watched a video with my kids and my wife. We watched this. Nicole recorded something about Noah, and I ended up watching it. And it wasn't that funny movie. It was like a theological one or a historical one. But it was theologically wrong, so I struggled with it. But I have to tell you, in watching it, I went to bed absolutely enlarged, encouraged, challenged by the tenacity of Noah. And his willingness to stick to the plan, yeah. even when his family and people mocked him and it made absolutely no sense. Yeah. I thought this man, and it says that Noah found favour in the eyes of God, and there has been something of God speaking to us about His favour in it. So anyway, I went to bed that night and I was encouraged, challenged. Wow, what a what a man just sticking to it. Even the next morning, I wake up and from one of the guys in our, within NCM, a guy I really respect as a prophetic voice, sent me this prophecy, and he said, Tyrone, I've got this prophecy around Noah. And he began talking about how NCMI, and again, not us exclusively. I know the other pastors, other leaders hearing that are part of other things. We're not exclusive. But he said, I felt God saying that NCMI, New Covenant Ministries, is an ark. And we are building something by the blueprint of God that we need to stick to and keep building. Because the flood, and it's not a, I don't believe it's a fearful flood, but it's the move of God. And then shifting to another season is going to require an ark that is built according to the blueprint of God, not tag on, add on. And, and I was challenged by that because honestly, right now, Mark, for you, I'm sure in your local church, but for me, leading us through this as a team leader, there's so many people telling me we should stop doing this and we should move from this. Please hear my heart, we've got to be teachable and God does use people to talk to us. Mm-hmm. But I also wanted to say, man, I better make sure that what it is we're doing is what God's called us to. Yeah. And not just embracing and pursuing wrong things and getting busy with all the stuff that's gonna waste time in the in, in the season that God has us. Yeah. So again, that's for everyone to find out what that is. But I think just be careful we're not pursuing the wrong thing or getting distracted even in a season like this. Um, or going back to distraction as, soon as we
0: come out of it.
1: Yeah. We've got to stick to the plans that God has. Maybe so, yes, go ahead. I, I don't wanna
0: take us off no, course, no, no. but I also don't want to miss this opportunity. Um, with that that word that came forth about NCMI being an arc during this time, um, what advice would you give to someone who's out there saying, you know, I I don't know how it happened, but I I just, I'm not connected anymore. Mm. And I kind of feel alone. Mm. And I I need to link arms once again. Um, Just, can you speak into that for a second? Because um, coming in, I I just see the visual of us linking arms coming in two by two um, for a greater purpose. Mm. But I know it's easy for someone to get disconnected and to kind of all of a sudden find themselves alone. So for somebody who to get connected again yeah. um, to this team mm. and, and to be a part of what God's doing, how would you suggest they do that? Yeah, well, I
1: think just come back. <laughs> you know, I, I, there's no hoops to jump through. Uh, whatever happens, happens. I understand that. Thing. Again, I think it's the same as a local church. People leave uh, for whatever reason, and you as a pastor would say, hey, gee, come back. Mm. And the doors would never close. Same door, same place. Right. You're welcome. I mean, if there's stuff we have to work through, let's work it through. But the key is to come back. And we're still here. Yeah, Same as us. I'm mean, Not that we stay stuck in the same place. We're moving in what God has. But hey, by all means. And I think we're already seeing some of that even through this. You know, the whole yeah. God bringing people together. That's part of conversions. Is people coming together, streams coming together. And it's not about a ministry. It's about the king and the kingdom. Right. But we also have to understand that there's the blueprint. It's not our thing. It's a God thing. We yeah. stick into the Bible. So... The easiest and the only answer I have is come back. There's no no hoops. You don't have to pay. You don't have to jump through. I don't need you to do these 10 things. Just come on back. If God has you, if He's yeah. connected us, if God wants us together, I'm all in. But I'm not going looking for that. We've got to look no. to where we're called to. But please come back if God has called you to it. And, you know, and that's a brave move. I know that. It's okay. probably harder for the person to come back if they've left in a bad way. But we're saying, hey, redemption is God's. And yeah. we're all in. And... Come back. There's no restrictions. Right. But don't try and do this alone. That's the other thing. Cause if it's not right. us, you've got to be linked to someone. And that's a, it's not an NCMI thing. It's a God thing. It's a biblical
0: thing. Well, thank you for, for stating that just so simply. Yeah. It's not rocket science. Just, yeah. just come back. Yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah. I, I think there's value in people hearing that. Yeah, thanks,
1: Mark. I appreciate that. Let, let it, I mean, friends, again, this combo can keep going. And I, I mean, I'm sure you're kind of getting over it and... I just want to say we need to live with personal revelation because I think that's it. It's not just revelation, it's personal. And if we're borrowing truth from everyone else, we've covered that already, I think we're going to end up in serious trouble. Too many voices, yeah. the unseen enemies, everyone trying to tell us we're distracted, keeping the church going. And those are good things, but that's not what God wants us to do right now. I'm convinced it's, it's to stick to that. And even your thing of how do people come back and then we do need partners, all of mm-hmm. us. Yeah. Uh, everybody in a local church, God puts together in partnership together for the kingdom. Together, having a role to play. Same for us in NCMI. God wants to give us partners in the gospel, not for the branding of NCMI or the name, but for the gospel partnership to get this gospel to the outermost parts of the earth, as well as to uh, help us strengthen and encourage local churches and seeing them functioning in all that God has, you know. so, I say this carefully probably gonna lose people saying this, but parasites are not what those needed now as partners. And what I mean by that is people who are gonna bring something and say, How can we serve together rather than what do I get if I come and be part of it? Right. same in your local church. Parasites I think if you're running after the people in the church right now who don't wanna be part of anything but just want you to be it's gonna kill the life God's given you, you know, and that's why we've gotta be careful not to categorize people so you're a parasite. No. But just looking for partnerships and you know, the, the, the actual parasite, what that means, or what the dictionary says about a parasite, it's an organism that grows, that feeds and shelters on, on or in a different organism while contributing nothing to the survival of its host. And I think it speaks for itself. May it I never be a parasite? <laughs> no. I'm not saying bring your stuff so we can have stuff. I'm saying let's look for partners and let's be partners rather than parasites. Otherwise, I think we're going to suck the life of God out of what we've been called to and honestly be far less effective than what we can be. But when everyone comes together to say, how we bring who we are, what we are, not for a region, not for a team, not for a nation, not even for the nations, for the king and for his kingdom.
0: Yeah.
1: I think, honestly, then some of these unseen enemies will become far more effective. We'll see them and realize, actually, that's not a, a path we're called to walk down. And So, yeah, I, I just, again, there's a whole lot more, but just... Focus on what God's called us to. I really want to encourage you pastors and leaders. Be strong in God right now. Don't lose your way. Don't get caught up in the moment where we lose who we are. Don't become fake. Uh, Don't become what everyone else is becoming. Be who God's called you to be. Lead with conviction. If you've lost conviction, go back to God and ask Him to give you conviction on one or two things. And then why don't we run with those things? But this is a season for the church to be strengthened. And uh, I think we are being strengthened globally. And I think we're going to come out of this way more stronger. But even in it now, God's doing things. And this gospel is not limited to our lockdown, shutdown. Yeah. And we've got to lead well and govern well in this time and season. So, yeah, man, appreciate the opportunity, Mark. Thanks for hosting yeah.
0: us. And, well, uh, I know that I've benefited from, from this conversation and discussion. So what a great opportunity to kind of throw it out there to, to include others in our conversation. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Oh. Take care. Stay
1: safe. God bless you.